guys, my name is Addison. Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi friends, my name is Sophie and I'm the other co-host of Our Hearts Surrendered. Welcome back to week two of this interview, you could say, with Annika and Kesley. Last week we talked about community and all things with that. Today we're going to hit on a few more topics. We're just going to pick up where we left off and we're going to go ahead and talk about relationships with oh, yeah. boys a crowd favorite <laughs> or girls, or if you're girls a boy listening. Yeah. Yes. yes a crowd favorite um i think something to mention on relationships we talked about community a lot a lot but is that within relationships dating people like you should not be their community right um which we at least said like girls and guys shouldn't be in community together but i think um especially like being in a relationship it gets so hard because you're surrounded with them almost, you know, and um, yeah. and you want to be emotionally vulnerable with them. Yeah, you just have to like find boundaries in that. Oh, boundaries! That is such a oh, great transition. Love I love boundaries. Oh, oh goodness! You yes. have to set boundaries before you are in the relationship, and I cannot stress that enough. Before you get into a relationship or a situationship, as we might call it, <laughs> um, you have to set boundaries of knowing what you want and knowing what you are expect. Not really expecting, but I'd say like what you are desiring within a relationship. Yeah. Don't think the other person knows what you want or what you expect because they don't. Assumptions then, are not safe. And then they will lead later on to more problems within the relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would say that a lot of times, especially if it's two Christians dating and they're like, oh, yes, this is a Christian man. He knows that I don't want to have sex before marriage. Like, there are physical boundaries that you have to set, and, like, I would never make an assumption about that because there are different levels of obedience kind of thing or just temptations that people might not realize that there are when you're in a relationship but physical boundaries yes need to be set but also there needs to be some sort of emotional um boundary or just like conversation there's always conversation to be had about what is okay with you what makes you feel loved what makes you feel unloved like what you're okay with what they're okay with um whether that's like i don't like it when this person makes this kind of joke or i don't like it with this and that's just like a communication thing and that doesn't happen before you're in a relationship it kind of happens like as the relationship goes um but definitely set boundaries like strict boundaries and then also um accountability outside of your relationship like our associate student director or whatever she her position is called um was giving us tangible boundaries to set and one of them that i really liked was that Whenever she was dating, she's now uh, married to the man she was dating, but whenever she was dating, she would text one of her friends um, in her community and was like, hey, I'm going out with, um, her husband's name is Aaron tonight, and I should be home no later than 1030. Just text me. Make sure I'm home at that time. And Haven would text her and be like, hey, you home? How was your day? Whatever. Just because it's, like, very easy to get caught up in um, being in a relationship and doing things like that um, if you don't have accountability of just, like, she said nothing good happens after 10 p.m. Whatever time that is for you, um, maybe it's later, maybe it's earlier. Respect that and know your temptations, know your boundaries and stuff like that. I completely agree with everything all of them have said. Um, what I want to talk about is the importance of not settling. Um, I know that I've kind of found myself struggling with that. It's kind of like you want a relationship in the moment, yeah. and that's not what we are supposed to do. <laughs> and so with that... Don't start dating until you're ready for marriage. And I just finished this book called We're All Freaking Out by David Marvin. And he said, if marriage is off the table, then dating is too. And I was like, that is so good. Um, And so how you will know that you're ready for marriage is you should be spiritually mature. You want your relationship with the Lord to be very strong before you 
are pursuing a relationship with a man on earth because they will fail and they will do things that will hurt you and if you don't have the Lord then it's going to be really hard to get through those um I would say mistakes and like stuff I don't even know challenges yeah Yeah. challenges um and so that is something super important and making sure that you're pursuing a godly man or a godly woman um and you should look in and into it and make sure you know that they are because sometimes people will be like oh yeah I'm Christian but you really need to know that they are pursuing the Lord just like you are you know that saying where Oh, if he wanted to, oh, he Oh, if he would. wanted to, he yes. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I don't completely necessarily know I agree with this statement fully. I believe if he wanted to, he would pursue it. Ooh, and so in yeah. that saying, like, I don't, like, necessarily for marriage, we're not always going to be ready for marriage. And that doesn't mean that you're, like, I think you should date with intentionality. Okay, thank you. That, that's what I mean. Thank Sorry. you. Yes. I, I knew that's what you meant, but yes. it's because everybody, I was about to bring this up, so I'm glad that you did. Yes. Everybody's in the Christian community is always like, date to marry, date to marry. You should date with the intention of marriage. Absolutely date with the intention of yes. marriage. If it doesn't lead to marriage, it's not a failure. Like, it's Ooh, not a failure. It is like, it doesn't say anything about you. It doesn't say anything about the person that you were dating. It's not a failure. You learned from it. You grew from it. Now the next time, you'll be closer to marriage, I guess. Um, something that I really struggled with is I was um being pursued by this guy I was pursuing this guy or whatever um great guy everything I was looking for super godly pursuing the Lord all the things that would make an incredible husband but I was like I can't picture myself ever marrying this person there's not that kind of um affection or anything like that it's just like this isn't going to lead to marriage I knew that in two months or in three months we would break up and it would be a whole lot of heartbreak for maybe a little bit of fun a little bit of good relationship I could very very visibly see I was like I'm just gonna break up with him or he's just gonna break up with me like we're not gonna end up married and as much as it sucked I had to be like honest about it and just obedient to the fact that we're supposed to date with the intention of marriage and I had to end things with him even though it's like I didn't want to um it was like I really like this guy he's great and it was a hard conversation because it's just like I just don't see myself marrying you and he's like what are you talking about like well like you won't even be in a relationship with me at all like you won't date me and I'm like no I won't because I know that I would be dating for heartbreak instead of dating for marriage and that's disobedient to God mm-hmm. I should have ex- I should have clarified that more. <laughs> you're good sometimes no, you're it's so hard good. to like completely explain what you mean by that and honestly that's been something I've been learning a lot through um older adults or just books and stuff like that Christian books um and like Addie was saying yes that should be like your intention and that should be your end goal in a relationship but also that's you're not gonna date the first person you or no sorry you're not gonna marry the first person you date necessarily and so I think going it with that that you should make sure you're respecting the other person and if you end up breaking up you're leaving them better than you found them and that their um future spouse will be happy that they met you because you helped them grow and made them a better individual yeah something to go off that jonathan pecluda always says this it's always really convicting to me he says if you date for heartbreak then you're training to marry for divorce and that like always really strikes me because um, if you date for heartbreak, like what Kessie was saying, then you're, and you, well, that's just something in and of itself. Now let's talk about breakups. Breakups are hard and they stink. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it, sometimes it's what's best, I think. And so something that is encouraging you is if you are facing a breakup or if you're thinking about breaking up with your significant other, 
uh, I think a lot of the times people are like, oh, they're so bad. They stink. They're the worst. Nothing good comes out of them. And yes, they are hard. I'm not going to argue with that. But they can be beneficial to you, and they can be the best thing for you. Um, and so you might not be able to see that in the moment. But like Kesley was saying, walking away it, like from a relationship, knowing that, like clearing the air, I guess, is really important if there is something that needs to be cleared. Otherwise, it'll just lead to further problems and aggression later on. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to make sure you're thinking through every decision you're making like and setting those boundaries so you don't do something that you regret later on if you don't end up marrying that person. And that's why God has made that something that's for marriage. And it's important to respect that and to honestly, everyone is so different, like what boundaries they need. And so I think that's something you need to really think about. Mm-hmm. As and don't set unrealistic expectations of yes. boundaries. I'm so sorry, but people who are like, I want a 6'4 man with bright blue eyes and dark brown hair and abs for days. Like, you're realistically, like that's not what God calls you to pursue. God calls you to pursue Him. Mm-hmm. God calls you to pursue a holy and, like, realistic righteous Christian man. righteous man. Yeah, and... Like, you're going to have, don't lower your standards, and I'm not saying to, um, but I am saying, like, require, like grace is required. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grace abounds, grace is required. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you can't design your dream husband or your dream wife if you're a guy listening to this. Um, and we're not called to, like, God designed us, and we are designs, but, or, I guess, yeah, I guess that's what you would call it, but we have no free will in who we marry and that is planned and intentional by God mm-hmm. um, and that's beautiful and that's great like I'm so excited like that is somebody something I would really encourage you to do is like I literally pray for my future husband yes. almost every day if not every day probably a couple of times a week um, and I've done it for like most of high school and it has really <laughs> I actually I have a journal that I like a specific journal that I write all my prayers for him and like notes to him or whatever in um, and it really has helped set my mind on the fact of if I'm talking to a guy or whatever and I'm like, I can't imagine myself giving him this journal ever in a million years, I probably should stop leading him on and pursuing him, right? Um, Do not write a name in that journal way too early. And then I think like the last point about relationships is just they're hard um, and they're never going to be perfect. And I guess just don't expect that. It, goes, it, all, it always goes back to expectations. Um, dating community. People should know that you're dating. If you can't tell your community about the guy, you probably shouldn't be seeing them. Or if you can't tell the community about the girl, you probably shouldn't be seeing her. And if everyone in your community isn't the biggest fan of them, take note of that. Like, they're not... Have people in your life that you trust that aren't just going to be like, yeah, I don't like them. Okay, you know? okay. Um, that's something I do want to say is that I never felt comfortable saying that to cer- like to certain people. I've never felt comfortable being like, I don't think that's the best idea for you but as a community as a member of community if you're watching somebody about to date somebody you don't think is going to be beneficial you should have the guts to step up and say something out of love not being like I hate your boyfriend he is going to break your heart like you should not be doing it like that you should out of love say hey maybe we should have a conversation about why I think this person might not be good for you and if you want to completely ignore what I'm saying go for it like there's just you and they can also be wrong I'm not yeah, saying like, like it's okay if someone confronts you and they're like they're not a good guy and you like you know you're like God knows yeah, that they're a good guy yeah. mm-hmm. like it's okay for them to be wrong but you just have to like take note of that and like make mm-hmm. sure you're being extremely cautious yeah 
Because I know for a fact that if any of these girls came out to me and were like, hey, you shouldn't be dating this dude, like, they have my best interest in heart. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think um, a part about high school dating and boys and stuff is that I used to find my identity in it a lot. And I think that's kind of what I want to verge into yes. now is just, like, identity is such a big part of my high school walk. Um, and we're going to try to keep this episode a little shorter, guys. Um, but that said, my identity was placed in, like, everything except for Christ. It's been in sports. It's been in boys. It's been in band. Um, it's been in jobs. It's been in grades. And it's all hard. And it's the only secure place for your identity to be is and to be in Christ. Um, I just was going to say, because you've been reborn in Christ, it isn't our job to pursue anything else wholeheartedly. And y'all say, like, wholehearted surrender, but that's wholehearted surrender to, to Christ. God. Yeah. To yeah. Jesus, to God. Um, and so, like, in that, like, it is so difficult to put your identity in anything else that you're pursuing. But, like, you have to remember that God only called us to pursue him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a difference between pursuing Christ and then also using your gifts and talents from Christ to glorify him. Because it's like, yes. I pursue medicine. I pursue... Um, this podcast and stuff like that but it's all for the glorification of Christ and I don't think like you just can't put your identity in what you're pursuing Mm -hmm. outside of Christ and we're called to work hard for the Lord in all we do so I don't think that it's wrong to like put your heart into the things that you love like without letting it become an idol in your life so for me that means working really hard in school because I want to work hard to glorify the Lord not Mm -hmm. to put my identity in my good grades or whatever it might be Um, Yes, I agree with that. And I would encourage you, if that's something you know you struggle with, is putting your identity in other things, please tell your community and please tell your friends that you need help with that and help have them keep you accountable for it. And if you see one of your friends um, struggling with that, they're putting their identity in something else, please call them out, but do it out of love, obviously. Um, And something I wanted to talk about specifically is I really struggled with placing my identity in grades. And... You should take grades seriously. They are important, obviously, but don't let it be everything and make God your number one priority through everything. And you don't want to miss out on all of the things going on in life because of your grades. Yes, you should um, actively pursue the Lord and you should uh, definitely um, do your homework and study and do all these things to get good grades, but don't make that everything. And I know I... I'm sad that I missed out on a lot of things because I would say no just because I had homework. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a hard line, I would say. Yeah. It's hard to figure out what's best. But I think the easiest way for me with that is that whenever I notice that it defines me or my mood, Yeah, that's how I know it's a part of my identity. Because, like, obviously, like, it's not going to say, like, you're not going to get a daily report where it's like, you've been placing your identity <laughs> in blank. Yeah. No. Um, and I think something else to put off of that is, like, the little thoughts and questions that roam through your mind, that's how every sin in my life has began. And I'm not saying that's with every sin ever and every single person, mm-hmm. but like little, like the little, like the, you don't look good in that, Annika, that little whisper, like that's how I would identify with certain things being my... Yeah, and I would say like that's Satan. For and, sure. And like that is absolutely, that's exactly what happened to Eve in the garden. I mean like... Did God really say that? In the desert. And Jesus in the desert. And like there are millions of examples in the Bible of temptation exactly like that, of being like, if, and it, there's a whole book about it by Jamie. No, I keep calling her Jamie Ivey. I'm meaning, I'm meaning to say Jenny Allen. Um, 
there's a whole book by Jenny Allen called Get Out of Your Head or something along those lines. Yes. And it's talking about thoughts. And I literally <laughs> called out Conley. I talked about her last week with my best friend um, the other day because I was like, she posted something on her like private private Snapchat story or whatever. So it's just a few people that saw it. And I, it was just like a joke, but it wasn't a joke. Like I could tell it wasn't a joke. And it was just like a little question. And I was, I literally swiped up and I was like, why would you say that? I was like, I genuinely just asked, why would you say that? What made you think that? And she was like, I don't know. It was just a thought. And I was like, well, maybe we should not work. Like, we should work on not having thoughts like that because it's just going to spiral. And thoughts that you, um, like, thoughts that captivate your mind and that you spend too long on, especially if they're not um, from God or glorifying to God, they need to be stopped. And they, you should stop them at the root so they don't spiral into things like an affected mood or an eating disorder or all of these different things. And within that, whenever you dwell on a thought that is a lie, it starts to become truth for you. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to hear this. Satan is crafty, but he's not creative. He's yes. been doing the same thing since Eve. Like the yeah. same. He's crafty about the way in which he presents it to us, but he's not creative. He has one tactic, and that's we see that throughout the Bible, like yeah. you guys were saying. A lot of the times, if you, like, look at your own tendencies, you'll be able to find a common denominator. For me, a lot of my sin stems from pride. A lot of people stem sin stems from pride. Um, but a lot of it also stems from another form of pride, which is self-doubt and self-dependency. Um, and I say that's another form of pride because when I think so highly of myself that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I didn't deserve that, like self-pity kind of. Like I didn't deserve for that person to treat me like this. That's just another form of pride. It's thinking of yourself higher. Um, self-righteousness. Yeah, self-righteousness. And just like you can be proud, but you shouldn't be prideful. Um, and if you notice certain tendencies throughout your life, whether you're in high school or college or um, in a different walk of life, whatever it is, you can probably become more aware of which thoughts lead to actions. Like, I know that if certain people are hyping me up too much, I have to intentionally center myself on, thank you, that was for the glorification of the kingdom, whether I said it out loud or not. I have to fight that battle every single day um, of surrendering everything to the Lord every single morning of, God, everything I do today, everything I do on this podcast, everything I say is all for your glory and not for mine and like setting my mind straight on that. Then as soon as the thoughts of like, wow, you have 12K listens, that's awesome, Addie. Like I can immediately just send it to the Lord and say, God, that is your problem because you conquered that sin and that temptation while you were on the cross before you even thought of me, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a very different thing, Um, so. I think 1 Corinthians talks about that, how, like, we have nowhere to boast in our own actions. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, like, preaching to you because I struggle with self-righteousness probably more, like, I wouldn't say more than anyone else, but, like, I am one of the most self-righteous people I have ever met. Um, And that I just, like, like to boast in my actions. Like, Mm -hmm. I like, like, I love taking out people's trash for them, not so that I can be helpful and take out the (laughs) trash, but so that I look good. (laughs) So that I can be, like... (laughs) Look, I'm digging out there. Yeah, like, I'm such a good servant. <laughs> like, I'm holding that door open for that elderly person. Um, and it's just like, like Paul was like, yeah, but how are you able to do that? Because Jesus died on the cross for you. Yeah. Oh, well, and I, there's this one quote that I kind of have been, like, it's just been on my mind a lot. It's just like, there's no good in me outside of Christ. Oh, that is so no good. good. <laughs> like, there's no yeah. good in me outside of Christ. Like nothing without him. 
Yeah, I mean, I there was a song yesterday that I think it was Promises by Maverick City that I was I just love like, that song. <laughs> I was like almost in tears, like on my way home from band, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you're so right, because it was just proclaiming the goodness of Christ of I am nothing, I bring nothing. Oh, uh, this is what I, it wasn't Promises, it was a different song, and I was in the shower, and I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, it was like hitting a little deeper than I anticipated it. It was just like there, I am nothing, I bring nothing to the table. And I think as soon as we lose sight of that, we run into issues, whether in high school or anywhere else in your life. Um, but that being said, that is the gospel. And I think that something we tend to overlook um, in high school is the fact that we are equipped and able to share the gospel. But it's really hard to do that. Like, like realistically speaking, how would you guys say are ways you could share the gospel in high school? I think going off of that, um, like, your life is a losing a living yeah a living <laughs> a living representation of the gospel so like in that you should be a servant you should be like christ like washing the feet of the people don't literally take off shoes of people in your high school and i mean you can i don't like feet i don't either <laughs> tbh one time we had to wash people's feet at pine cove it was an incredible experience like so humbling but i was like i don't want your feet anywhere near me. yeah you don't i don't want you to be near my feet like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> True story. <laughs> cool. Um, but, like, your your job is to be a living representation. And so, like, mm-hmm. be known how you are to love others. That's, like, my life quote. It's in my room, actually, above my bed. It says, be known how you – be how known you... by the way that you love others. Um, and I, Jesus says that to the disciples before he leaves um, this earth. But he's just, like, the representation that we are called to stand out. And in standing out, we are called to stand out by our love. And love is so hard, especially in high school. It's hard to, like, just love people when they don't love you back or when Mm -hmm. you do not feel loved. But it's just something that God calls us to do. Yes. That's about exactly what I was going to say about um, sharing the gospel, like, in high school. But what I always try to say is strive to be like Christ and strive to be just like his character. And, yes, we are going to make mistakes, but it's important to continuously have that as your goal and make it known that there is something different about you to other people, like outsiders, so that they'll come up to you and ask and be like, why are you so joyful or why are you this way? And that's a perfect opportunity to share the gospel with other people and just give the glory to the Lord for everything. Um, And something that I think is also important, if you feel called to, I would encourage you to share your testimony with other people. Um, Get yourself in uncomfortable situations because that's how you ultimately will grow and let others other people um feel comfortable to ask you questions and like have answers for them because sometimes it's hard um to ask specific questions about your faith and you feel kind of shameful for asking it because you feel like you should know the answer but be that person for other people and don't show judgment in it and then something that our youth leader has told us so many times that i think is so encouraging is to take your faith with you everywhere don't leave it in the car um, whenever you're going to hang out with some friends from school because maybe you think they don't want to hear about your faith or they don't want to talk about it Um, but you shouldn't leave it behind you should always take it with you yeah Um, John 13 35 says by this everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another Um, and that's exactly what Anika was talking about that's why I reminded it reminded me of it Um, And like Kelsey is saying, there are just so many people that aren't open to talking about their faith. 
one of the most devastating, heartbreaking, embarrassing, like humbling experiences was freshman year. I was sitting in English class and um, we were, it was like the very beginning of the year and we were writing down stuff that defines us or that we um, like make us me, that kind of choosy stuff that they make you do freshman year. Um, and I wrote down Christian as one of them. And it was like before I was like really into my faith and the person sitting next to me, I'd known her for a while and she turned to me, she's like, I didn't know you were a Christian. And I was like, oh, why would you say that? That hurts so badly. And that was before, like if somebody said that to me now, I would just be like so devastated because that would hurt so much more than it did then. But it still hurt. And I wasn't even like that far into my faith uh, of just people should know that you're a Christian. People um, should be able to tell by how you act, how you love. And it's hard. Like there are bad days where you're a Christian or not. There are days where um, all of your friends are against you and you just need one person to be for you and they're not there. And Christ is literally always there. He is by your side. I just posted literally last night, um, but it'll be a couple of weeks ago by this time that this comes out. Anyways, point being, there's a post on our Instagram at a faith podcast about stability and the fact that I am so thrown off by it and it creates so much anxiety in me, but there is nothing stable about high school. There is nothing stable. There is no friendship that will remain rock solid the entire time. There's nothing stable in this world that will remain consistent from the day you were born to the day that you die, except for Christ. And I think that so often we overlook that and I will draw in and out of my faith with Christ, but Christ is always drawing near to me. And if we aren't focused on that, and if we don't have our eyes fixated and living in wholehearted surrender to that, we won't be reflections of the Father. And if we are, we're misconstrued images of brokenness. Um, and brokenness is like people, it's good for people to see me failing. Like it's good for people to see um, like Sadie Robertson that struggles with sin. It's good for people to be like, oh, this person's not perfect either, but they still find joy and happiness. Like it's good. That's not what I'm saying. It's like, it's okay if you struggle with sin because everybody does. That's a normal thing. But we can't abuse God's grace. We can't be, um, like my biggest thing that I always said we're going to make an episode about this, but I like get too angry whenever I think about it is just um, misrepresentations of Christ. There are a million misrepresentations of Christ in high schools that people are like, they'll have the Bible verses in their Instagram bios. Don't worry, they will. And if you ask them, they'll tell you that they're Christian, but then they'll go and they'll drink until they can barely stand up. And they'll go and they'll have sex with three different people in a week. And they'll do all of these different things. And that, like, I can't fix that. But Christ died for it like a ton of years ago I don't even know like what the number is but a long time ago before any of them even were born right he knew that all of that was going to happen and we have to just understand that if Christ died for them to love them and decided that before they were even born we can love them now and we can we I am not called to judge any of the people that do stuff like that they're not called to judge me for being prideful or anything like that um but we are called to reflect the Lord and as much as I wish we could get rid of the misrepresentation within our schools and within our walks of life, we can't. We can just be good reflections of the Father. Exactly. Yeah. Something that really convicts me is when people say in church, why are you entertained by the things Christ died for? Which I think is a really good heart check um, to realize where you are and where you feel like you are representing Christ. I think to go back off of the original question, not to like say we went, we did a very good tangent. Mm-hmm. I love tangents. Um, but something that, like a realistic way in my life that I share the gospel isn't just through my love, but also that like I make it known, which is what we were talking about. Um, like, for example, I have a whole bunch of friends and they go out every single Sunday to brunch. Um, and obviously that is a time that I have chosen and dedicated to the Lord and 
as used for my church. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I make my church a priority. I make Wednesday night groups that we all hang out together and just be in community with each other a priority. Um, And so I think people should be able to look at your life and know what you prioritized. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're not prioritizing Christ, like that will be reflected in the decisions that you make and what you value over others and what friendships you value over others. Yeah, that reminded me, that's so good and so true, that another way to kind of share the gospel or just show others that you love them is to invite them to church. Invite them to any Christian events or just things that you go to um, and be um, continuous. No, that's not the word. Consistent. Consistent. I cannot say words today. Um, Be consistent with asking them to go to church and asking them to go to youth group or just anything um, because that's how you can ultimately show someone you really love them. And I know that sometimes it's very discouraging to hear someone say no or make up an excuse that you know isn't a valid excuse. But make sure you're still consistently asking them and don't show judgment for them not wanting to go because they don't know what they're missing out on. Um, just show um, consistency with them and show the Lord's love through it all and that the Lord wants them to come and to grow closer to him and yeah that's I think something that going to a public school I'm not like discontinue counting not discontinuing discounting your experiences Mm -hmm. as going to a private school but um, I actually had someone come up to me I want to say like two years ago and they're like Annika I am so glad that you were a good Christian girl and like they're not a Christian. I was like, what do you mean by that? And they were like, well, you see, you have never like um, made me feel like I was going to go to hell yeah. for um, not being a Christian. And I was like, I kind of didn't know how to take it at yeah. the time. And I still kind of don't know whether to take it as a good thing or a bad thing. No, but I think yeah. um, like we are not called to tell people they're going to hell. God, that is not our place. <laughs> that yeah, that's place. happened. That's crazy because that's like the same thing is happening. They're like, we're in the middle of a conversation and somebody was talking about something that like is technically like a sin if you're a Christian. She's not a Christian, um, and I think I think she was actually talking badly about Christians or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the girl that I was sitting next to knew that I was Christian and I was just listening to the conversation and she was like, "She's a Christian," and um, the other girl was like, "Oh, okay." And then the other girl, this is kind of confusing because I can, I don't want to <laughs> use names, but she was just like, "Oh, don't worry, she's a good Christian." Like, like as like a compliment I guess of like oh I'm not going to judge the person speaking for their sins uh, that it's not my place at all to like tell people they're going to hell but like also like so thank you for noticing that I'm not like judging you but also I don't I don't know it's just like a weird it's a weird it's thing a weird experience like maybe don't say that <laughs> but like also I I get where they're coming from and I'm yeah. grateful that they see me in the light that I like and then literally this year she started coming to church because I represented Christ well yeah and I, I don't awesome. want to like say I'm like self-righteous yeah. I feel bad for sharing this almost but like like be that light like yeah being known by the way you love others you're not called to judge people's sins and we are yes invite them to church be like oh so the girls that go to brunch with me, like, maybe they're like, why aren't you going? Like, maybe I'll be like, hey, you want to come to church and then we can go to brunch? Yeah. Like, you want to go to brunch and then we can go to church together? Like, right. don't be, like, super... It doesn't have to be a very formal thing. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. I think, I think that's what stops a lot of people. Yeah. They try to make it super formal, but just keep it casual. And friendships help it make casual. Like, yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. but like, I get what you're saying. Yeah, if you're friends with the person, it's, it can be a casual thing of, like... 
hey, do you want to go to lunch? Okay, yeah, but I have to go to church first. You can come with me if you want to. And even if they say no, if you ask them enough times, they'll probably just give in and say yes because they're tired of you asking. It's true. So I think that pretty much covers it, guys. Yeah. Um, we covered a lot over the last two episodes. I'm sorry they're, like, eternity long, but there's good stuff in there. Um, and I am praying and hoping that the Lord speaks to you and what you needed to hear in and through us. It all goes to the Lord. Um, and any words that were not the Lord's, I pray that they fall on deaf ears. Will one of you guys pray us out? I'd love to. Yeah, she would. We like to hold hands, so that's what they we're can't, doing. They can't tell we're holding hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for allowing us to come together and speak more about you and speak the truth that you have given us. I pray for any of the listeners, any prayer requests that they have or anything they're struggling with. Help them grow closer to you, Lord, and through everything, lean on you and their struggles and the good times and the bad. I pray that they learned something through these last two episodes and that they listened with open ears and open hearts. And I pray for the rest of everyone's week, that it goes well, and that they can live in wholehearted surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for having us on the yes, podcast. thank you so thank you much. for joining us. Of course. We really appreciate it. It was fun. Yes. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Go follow us on Instagram. And let's strive to live in wholehearted surrender this week. Bye.